Welcome to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover the drop in consumer confidence, Amazon's alleged monopolistic behavior, furniture suppliers expanding into new categories, big lots declining furniture sales, and the challenges faced by furniture retailers with product returns and how to address them. Consumer confidence and expectations experienced a significant decline in September, according to the latest report from the Conference Board. The Consumer Confidence Index dropped to 103.0 from a revised 108.7 reported in August, and the Expectation Index fell nearly 10 points from 83.3 to 73.7, falling well below the 80 mark, which indicates an oncoming recession. Dana Peterson, chief economist at the conference board, commented on the decrease, stating that consumer confidence fell again in September 2023, marking two consecutive months of decline. September's disappointing headline number reflected another decline in the expectations index as the present situation index remained relatively unchanged. Although the present situation index increased slightly from 146.7 to 147.1, indicating that consumers perceive current labor and business conditions to remain mostly the same, the decrease in the expectations index highlights concerns about the future. Peterson elaborated on this by explaining that expectations for the next six months tumbled back below the recession threshold of 80, reflecting less confidence about future business conditions job availability, and incomes. Consumers may be hearing more bad news about corporate earnings, while job openings are narrowing and interest rates continue to rise, making big-ticket items more expensive. The September report also provided some additional notable points. Consumers' assessment of current business conditions showed a slight decrease in pessimism, with fewer consumers viewing business conditions as bad. Additionally, Consumers' appraisal of the labor market exhibited a small increase in positivity, with more consumers perceiving jobs as plentiful. Nevertheless, consumers' optimism regarding short-term business conditions, labor market outlook, and income prospects all declined in September. This indicates a general lack of confidence in future economic conditions. Overall, the September report suggests that consumer confidence and expectations have decreased, likely influenced by concerns about future business conditions, job availability, and incomes. The Federal Trade Commission and 17 state attorneys general have filed a lawsuit against Amazon.com, alleging that the company is a monopolist that engages in anti-competitive and unfair practices to maintain its monopoly power. According to the complaint, Amazon's actions prevent rivals and sellers from lowering prices, degrade the quality for shoppers, overcharge sellers, stifle innovation, and hinder fair competition. The FTC and its state partners are seeking a permanent injunction in federal court to prohibit Amazon from engaging in these unlawful practices. The lawsuit was joined by 17 states, including Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, and Pennsylvania. The complaint states that Amazon violates the law not because of its size, but because of its exclusionary conduct that prevents current competitors from growing and new competitors from emerging. The FTC chair, Lena M. Kahn, stated that Amazon has used punitive and coercive tactics to unlawfully maintain its monopolies. 
resulting in higher prices and degraded service for consumers. The FTC and states claim that Amazon's anti-competitive behavior occurs in two markets, the online superstore market and the online marketplace services market. The tactics employed by Amazon include anti-discounting measures that punish sellers, conditioning sellers' eligibility for the Prime program on the use of Amazon's costly fulfillment service, degrading the customer experience by replacing organic search results with paid advertisements, biasing search results in favor of Amazon's own products, and charging excessive fees on sellers. Amazon has rejected the FTC's allegations, stating that the lawsuit departs from the FTC's mission of protecting consumers and competition. The company argues that its practices have fostered lower prices, faster delivery, and support for small businesses. This lawsuit aims to hold Amazon accountable for its monopolistic practices and restore free and fair competition in the online economy. Furniture suppliers are taking steps to expand their offerings and meet the demands of both new and existing customers. This includes venturing into new categories and providing a greater variety of products. For example, bedroom furniture manufacturer Vaughn Bassett has moved into the dining category, while office and entertainment specialist Martin Furniture has also expanded into dining. Parker House, a supplier of home office, dining, and upholstery, has added the bedroom category to its lineup. Maven, a manufacturer of bedroom and dining furniture, has introduced occasional furniture to its offerings. Some companies, such as Legends Furniture, Legacy Classic, Copeland Furniture, and Magnuson, have decided to enter the upholstery market, a significant shift for them. Copeland, in particular, recognized an opportunity to serve the needs of their current buyers who were in search of wood-forward upholstered living room seating. They have developed a three-piece collection of chairs, love seats, and sofas to start and have received positive feedback from their customers. The goal for these furniture suppliers is to become whole home suppliers, providing furniture for every room of the house. Magnuson, for instance, has introduced 100 new SKU numbers covering leather motion, fabric motion, and fabric stationary upholstery. This comprehensive offering allows them to appeal to different types of retailers and establish themselves as a complete resource for their current buyers. Legacy Classic Modern has created a new division focused on motion upholstery, aiming to offer differentiated products with wood trim and accents that match their case goods collections. They will debut this collection at the upcoming High Point Market. Legends Furniture has expanded its lineup by adding both stationary and motion upholstery, leveraging its Vietnam mattress factory for production. This move allows them to offer mix-and-match containers to buyers, providing flexibility in their ordering process. Legend's focus for the upcoming market will be on mixology and upholstery. Overall, these furniture suppliers are adapting to the changing market landscape by expanding into new categories and providing a diverse range of products to meet the needs of their customers. The fiscal year's first-half furniture sales at Big Lots witnessed a decline for the third consecutive year and hit an eight-year low. The retailer reported a 23% drop in furniture sales to $575.9 million during the first six months of the current fiscal year, as per the company's recent Form 10-Q filing with the SEC. 
This is the first time since 2015, four years prior to Big Lots's acquisition of the Broyhill name and trademarks that first half furniture sales have fallen below the $575 million mark. Since the surge in furniture sales during the pandemic in 2020, the performance in this category has progressively deteriorated. The closure of United Furniture in late November 2022 further exacerbated the challenge as product shortages hindered Q1 sales. Despite introducing new products in late spring, Big Lot's low-income customer base has not shown interest in higher-priced purchases. In the second quarter of fiscal 2023, total net sales fell 15.4% to $1.139 billion, with comparable sales declining 14.6%. To address the situation, Big Lots is focusing on cost reduction and productivity enhancement. President and CEO Bruce Thorne, during an August call with investors, mentioned that the company ended Q2 with $258 million in liquidity and also benefited from a $294 million sale-slash-leaseback deal finalized on August 25th. Thorne expressed optimism about the business turning around soon and assured that Big Lots would be well-prepared to capitalize on the upcoming opportunity. Furniture and bedding retailers are known for their excellence in various aspects of business, including selling high-quality goods, cutting-edge designs, and exceptional customer service. However, they often face challenges and high costs associated with product returns. Interestingly, this issue is not exclusive to this industry alone. Bed-in-a-box companies have also struggled with returns when the decompressed product cannot be restored to its original form. However, they have found a solution by partnering with companies that offer cost-free in-home pickups, managing the entire return process from pickup to resale. This approach shifts the focus from cost recovery to revenue recovery for retailers. By utilizing hyper-local logistics, which involves keeping operations localized in close proximity to the customer's location, the costly logistics of shipping back to a warehouse, storing, and distributing again can be bypassed. Instead, the product transitions directly from the customer's possession to another interested party nearby. This strategy has several advantages, including reducing shipping costs significantly and minimizing the environmental impact of long-haul transport. It also changes the game by turning returns into a potential revenue source rather than an unavoidable cost. By rethinking returns, retailers can benefit from improved customer service, increased efficiency, and a new source of income. The bed-in-a-box industry has showcased the power of innovation in solving long-standing problems, and it is time for other industries, including furniture and bedding retailers, to follow suit. Stay tuned to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes.